1: put the spring back into your step and into your home too shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45 percent. up to 45 percent off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply this is
2: danny and dusty
3: merengue is going to be a thing you're not coining anything new
2: with Danny Meringue and Dusty, the fan man, Hera.
3: All those and monkey sounds in there and cold go.
2: The old Thank Danny you. Meringue pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The fan. Good afternoon. Happy Thursday, everybody. Ooh,
3: ah, 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 ah. That's
2: Danny Meringue. I'm Dusty Hera. Jeff Rust is over there. Hope everybody's having a great Thursday uh, afternoon. It's a wonderful Tuesday. Wednesday. Mm. Okay, that's that's that 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 Brad Pitt pikey. Oh, you like that? Okay. That now the movie Snatch.
3: One of my favorite movies of all time. It's a great movie. It was one of the ones that uh, the DVD was over there yeah. when I landed when I was overseas. Well, I had that in Euro trip. Okay, oh. Watch the living hell. Weird. So those and... This could
2: be further apart. No, uh,
3: those and then the Chappelle Show season one. Okay. So I have have those three things are probably the things that I have watched the most.
2: I think uh, I got three movies that all have just been watched far too much because we would go on those god-awful 20-hour bus rides. Uh, Snatch is one of them. Boondock Saints is another one where we would just oh, watch Boondock Saints over and over on these twenty-hour bus rides to Montana mm-hmm. in San Diego, and you're just like, buh.
3: Willem Dafoe's best.
2: Yeah, Willem oh, Dafoe you've... is fantastic He's in that movie. So good.
4: you know that's yeah, one of those that's just always been in my blind spot. Never seen it. You've oh, never really? seen Boondock Saints, yeah. huh? Oh man! Wow. Okay. Defoe is masterful in that one. Yeah. Well, He's the guy's really
3: just good. bonkers.
2: Oh no. If if you think he's bonkers, wait till you see him. In this. Yeah, Boondock Saints is <laughs> like we would just watch, I mean, really those two like on repeat. And then uh the third one that we would always watch and it was just like I I, I don't it, it was college, you know? Mm-hmm. So of course it's going to be old school. Would come on and that was like brand new back then. Oh yeah. It was brand yeah. new, brand new. You're my boy, Blue. My boy, Blue. But we, it was like on repeat. Those three movies, and it, I, I'm sick of them. I'm sick of both Snatch and Boondock oh, Saints because of like how much I've watched those films just over and over and over again on those on those bus rides. But they also have two of the great accents with Brad Pitt mm-hmm. in in his pikey accent and then the bartender from Boondock Saints oh god who screws up all of his sayings it's fantastic you got two of the great accents in in movies and i, I those movies are they they are great they are greatness how long are those sausages 5 minutes <laughs> <laughs> and i'll never look at pigs uh, the same after watching snatch Yays. never look at mm. pigs the same just feeding people to pigs they're huh?
3: so there's so many people in that movie. It is obscene. Yeah, and it's Now that I think about it, that's right. Bullet Tooth Tony is in. Uh, it's in Euro Trip too. Oh, look, he's at you. one of the football hooligans. <laughs> look at you. I just, I just, just like I just remembered that. I was like, oh,
2: Jake the Hater uh, coming out firing. Look back to back Um and they couldn't be more on brand. Rufio says, uh, "Afternoon, gents. Hope you're all doing well today." And then Jake the Hater aptly says, uh, "Boondock Saints is." Blanking overrated. Wow. I love boondock thing. I mean, I, I, that's probably I guess I haven't right, seen it in over a decade. But I still love it. Yeah.
3: I I can I well, cannot get it. Willem Dafoe doing the reenactments is yes. like that's hook it to my veins. Yeah. That's he's fantastic. When fan he goes fans. into those scenes, yeah. there was a firefight. Like just mm-hmm. the full commit over the top stuff. Yeah. Love it. Every last second
2: of it. And Boondock Saints is also like uh, like it became. I understand where Jake the Hater's coming from because we're also in an age where like you would see college bro just throw up Boondock Saints posters all over the place. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, what you're going to go vigilante murder on yeah. everybody? Okay, bud.
3: I mean, it became it was a cult classic. I mean, it it it, <laughs> it, it really was. There's no doubt about it. Oh man! But I've got i I've I've, I've sang Scotty doesn't know probably a billion times in my life.
2: I've never seen uh, Eurotrip trip to completion. Really? Yeah, <laughs> that's. A I've never seen the full thing. Wow. Yeah, I've seen. I, I know Scotty doesn't know. Mm-hmm. I just have. I don't know why I've never seen the full thing. There's a, there's a lot in there. There's a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a lot. Uh, all right. <clears throat> uh, Fredarson. Oh, Boondock Saints is like Boba Fett. People love it so much. Love too much of so little, Jake the Hater back in. That's why he's saying he doesn't like it. Um, I don't know. I don't know about that.
3: I, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's a movie.
2: Yeah, it's a good time killer.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah,
2: for sure. Um, let's see here. Have I? Have you ever seen Green Street Hooligans? That I, a question. I have. I have not. I've heard great things about Green Street Hooligans. About the uh, football hooligans mm-hmm. over in uh, in in London, right? Jo- jolly old England. Yeah. Um, Is that all you're going to give me? Yeah. That's all I really know about yeah. it. Okay, that the not, one, Doesn't it
4: have that doesn't have Frodo? Is that Elijah Wood? Oh, sure. I want to say. Another one of those guy. movies I've never seen, but, mm. you know.
2: I like how you call Elijah Wood just Frodo. Yeah. Um, yeah.
3: God, that, that came out in 05?
2: Green Street Hooligans? I thought it was newer than that. No idea. It, it all Missed together. that one. Missed that one. Do you remember that was in the time where you could get Netflix and it was like a DVD was mailed to you? that that was two thousand five, boy, it seems like yeah, forever ago, mm.
3: as uh, Ian Carmel always reminds folks, he worked at one of those call centers here and it was it in Beaverton they had a yeah. big one out there off twenty six yeah, kind of kind of insane to think of where where that has gone
2: With Netflix. Netflix. The- well, yeah, mail all order. just scre- streaming yeah. and making their own oh. products and just pumping it out like it's nothing, and then no. jacking up all of our prices because they're spending billions of dollars on making their own content. And mm-hmm. they're making too much of it, and a lot of it sucks. So people aren't watching it. Wow. And they're Like, oh you, wow, you now. Everybody's going to have to pay a little bit more to watch your Netflix. S- oh, spare me Netflix.
4: You know, I was a holdout on their original business plan. I didn't like the whole mail order thing because I was like, how am I going to know what I'm going to want to watch on Friday? Oh, why and be- wait for it to show up? I'm going down to Blockbuster, yeah. like a real person. Damn.
2: Okay, so you loved going to Blockbuster and seeing a wall full of DVD covers and then nothing behind them so you could never check it out? (laughs) Yes. That was the most frustrating thing when you would see they would go ceiling to floor at Blockbuster and it would be like 15 feet wide.
4: Had to make sure you got in there early enough on a Friday.
2: But there would be nothing behind any of them. (laughs) It's like you can't have a whole wall and only have 15 DVDs. (laughs) That's false advertising. <laughs> I walk into this store thinking, hey, there's got to be at
4: least one copy. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. How do you have 94 copies of the Waterboy but not one in stock? Send me back to the
2: good old days where remember when it used to have a tag and you'd have like a little tag on a hook and that's how you used to check it out because that at least you knew you could look by the tags and see if it was there or not. Whether or not the film was in. How many movies did you rent from Netflix
3: back in the day when it was mail order that you ultimately bought because you forgot?
2: Uh there's a lot of those, yeah, Danny. Yeah. Right? There's a lot of those uh-huh. that uh there's
3: there was at least probably ten. Yeah. Maybe more. Yeah. That sucks. Like, oh, I forgot to drop this off. It's like the late fees is like twenty seven dollars. Like, I'll just buy it. Ugh. Man.
2: Okay. Wow, P1 Rufio with a question. And I will say If I have to choose, and we will put this, let's put this up as a poll question from P1 Rufio says, which cult classic movie is more overrated boondock saints or the big Lebowski. And sir, you may get shanked. If the big Lebowski is not overrated, that is one of my favorite films of all time. I know where this is going to
3: go because Mm. the big Lebowski fans are um, louder. Certainly.
2: It's great. uh, The big Lebowski really tied the room together. Yeah. Cameron, you are. Cameron, you are, dude. Cameron, you are. So good. Over the uh, line! That, wow, that was really geez, aggressive. That was super hot. Wow. Very loud, Walter Sochak.
0: <laughs>
2: ah! Sorry about that. Mm. That's okay. All right. Um, well, I am awake. This is going to start stuff, then. This is going to start stuff. And I will say, uh, if you're asking which one is more overrated, it is Boondock Saints. More overrated. I think... Uh, Lebowski is properly rated as a as a great film of our time.
3: Of course, you do.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, <laughs> all right, text line's already on fire. We'll get to some of your texts. I, I love that you guys are all. Uh, fired up on this thursday it's good to be fired up on a thursday especially when it's divisional round week of the nfl playoffs uh danny is here um you we didn't know if you were going to be here on literally
3: time. barely walked in two minutes before the show yeah the last break right I'm before.
2: yeah uh you you got your hip issue going on uh, and, but hey good news resolution coming soon hopefully huh hopefully let's, let's go let's, let's,
3: let's cross our fingers and hope the insurance company actually reads the
2: paperwork this time danny's playing injured today well mm-hmm. you've been playing injured every day
3: since like basically August
2: uh but now you're really plain injured
3: yeah I and the sign that I'm getting very old and washed I mm. hurt myself getting into bed oh I've done that before yeah yeah fun, super fun yeah and then trying not to yell too loud when the pain hits and wake up my wife that was super cool well, did you did no you? it was a lot of muffled into the pillow oh definitely definitely yeah you want to
2: get that yeah. you're oh, gonna I, keep I, that one dressed. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh yeah, definitely yeah. just buried
3: my face and called it good.
2: Again, mm-hmm. I'm just not gonna talk. No. I'm gonna let Danny just bury himself. Mm-hmm. Uh dig yourself this old little drop grave that you're <laughs> that you're gonna die in. Yeah, I know. Okay. It is what it is. But yeah, I <clears throat> plain hurt. Plain, yeah. plain injured today. Yeah. All right, let's go. We're gonna we're gonna have a good show. Well, I'm dealing with uh insurance now too, because uh Wackadoodle uh like, uh, got into a car accident with my wife at the end of the show yesterday. We ended the show a minute early yesterday because it was getting phone calls over and over again. Wife's fine. She got into a car accident. Oh, is that why we went early? Yeah, that's okay. why yeah. I was getting so many phone calls. <laughs> and I was like, they all know I'm working right now. What is going on? Uh, some dude, if anybody's familiar with Germantown Road, you're, you're familiar with yes. Germantown? Okay not a road you want to pass anybody on.
4: Nope. No. That's why there's double yellow lines.
2: These, That's what those are for. Yeah. That's what those are for. A lot of, lot of swerves and bends.
4: Yeah. There is a a
2: man who is on, <laughs> apparently in a hurry going over Germantown and uh, passed my wife, then cut her off, slammed on his brakes, and, well, in the process ran somebody else off the road, oncoming, oncoming traffic, and then uh, after... He took off for five minutes, came back, and started yelling at my wife about why how we rear-ended her or how she rear-ended him. And she was like, what? And good thing we got witnesses. Wonderful. So you did
3: have the witnesses? <laughs> yeah. Good.
2: Yeah, man. It's a crazy, it's crazy time to be out there out in the streets. <laughs> it was a while. But ultimately, it's uh, it's always that, okay, here we go. First, is everybody okay? Car accidents are one of those. Even though you know it's okay, you do the. All right, is everybody fine? Okay, we're fine. And then, oh great! Now we have to deal with all the insurance stuff. Insurance, not great to That's deal the with. Worst. Ever? Yeah, whether it's yours or somebody else's, can confirm or anybody else. Yeah. it is the worst because we went to go and get our rental, and uh, I'm sure it was ready for you, right? It was. It was. Everything was wow. ready. Everything was great. But then um, there was a like somebody else hit my wife like four or five years ago. And uh, we go to rent the car and there's like this warning. And it's like, yeah, it says that there's a balance here. And we're like, from when? Like 2019. We're like, okay, this would have been nice to know. And they're like, well, it's a warning because your insurance was taking care of the car. And then they just never settled the balance. What? It's (laughs) awesome.
3: It's like That seems we'll like something you
2: should take up with the insurance. <laughs> exactly, and like, well, when they didn't do it, then it becomes on you. We're like, okay, that makes sense. Uh, I mean, obviously,
4: but well, no, it doesn't because that's what you pay the insurance for.
2: Okay, right. But I understand where insert rental car company because I don't. I feel bad for the dude because this is ultimately the insurance fault, right? Mm-hmm. But this guy's like, well, yeah, and I'm like, okay, well, can you just we'll pay it and then we'll just give the invoice. To To our insurance company company because they're supposed to pay it. We can't give the invoice because it was over two years ago. Okay, now we've got a bigger problem here to where you want me to pay something that now you can't even prove happened. And I just have a balance and I'm supposed to go to my insurer and say, you're supposed to pay this. Four years ago. That
3: nobody can count for.
2: It. <laughs> nobody can account for it anymore. Uh-huh. So that was a long... Yeah. It was a long day made even longer yesterday. So I'm just happy it's Thursday. It so what ended up happening? Oh, we're good. We rented the car and okay. everything. Like, he was like, yeah, he, there was a lot of calls, a lot of phone calls being made. Yeah, four and then years it ultimately- seems
3: like it's... That's past statute of limitations that you needed to... Not you, the... The car rental place needed to sort with the insurance. Well,
2: and then, like, my other question was, well, why didn't you reach out to us? I don't know, like Three four years, years ago. ago. Um, and, and then we could have gone to our insurer and say, hey, we're now responsible for this balance. That never happened either. Yeah, that's wild. What I'm saying. like, at, it's Valentine's statute of limitations has worn <laughs> off. Like, mm. And, mm. nope. And I was like, I mean, at the very least, send us to collections so at least we know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> did you know we owe this? No. <laughs>
3: Like, yeah, yeah. nuts. No, yeah, it was a
2: wild. It was a wild day yesterday.
3: That's so, super. but wife's okay.
2: Oh, wife's okay. Yeah, yeah. We're searching for a new car. So, nice. anybody that knows of new cars oh, was just... it, was it that bad? Uh, yeah. Uh... Well, Airbags. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was really cool having uh, like no car payments for literally a half of a month.
3: Oh, did you just
2: not on like that? This car that we got into the she got in oh, the okay. accident and had been paid off for five years, but we were no car payments on either car and for literally half a month. Wow. Yeah. So we're in the market if you have any recommendations. Mm. We're we're searching. Ford Fusion. <laughs> That's what just got in an know. accident. I know. <laughs> ah, I love it's it. A good car. Yeah. So uh you and I uh, we I feel like we need to get a uh, car dealership uh,
3: sponsorship here for the old show.
2: Well, yeah, we could do that. We could do that. Uh, we could also um, just I... have it out, and you can air your grievances with insurance too, because we got insurance yeah. grievances, oh, yeah. uh, vehicle Ooh. and uh, medical. medical. Yes. I mean, hey, Russ, you got any vision issues that you want to that you want to take up with your insurer?
4: Yeah, my prescription has gotten markedly worse over the last couple of years, and I really need some new specs.
2: Mm. May I may I recommend Rex Specs? Mm. Did you see Wendell Carter Jr. and how
4: awesome he looked Listen, with the magic man, the other you, day? You come in here behind I'm that. Go glass, Rexpex, I'm going old school like Kurt Rambis. I mean, everybody wants to be Kurt Rambis. Wendells are pretty close. They're like
3: they're like newer school Kurt Rambises. <laughs>
2: they're awesome. They're
3: they're. I'm not gonna lie. They're rad.
2: I could see you in a pair of Horace and or Harvey Grant. Yeah. Just rushing it behind the glass. So good.
3: <laughs> just, look, just look like he's just boxing you out from the control board for yeah. the second you walk in.
2: Yeah. And you know what? Nobody's ever going to, ever going to step to you because you know what the guy wearing rec specs just normally does? Mm-hmm. Headbutts. Yeah, he, he headbutts. Is. And he's not afraid to do it either. No. No. Uh, like you are not an imposing guy. He's man. broken
4: his nose before. I yeah. have broken my nose before. See? They See? Know. You will
2: headbutt someone.
4: Uh, on, a, on a bike accident as a mm. youth. It's one of the few don't things I've mentioned. Don't tell that part. Yeah. Just don't Just tell that me... part, man.
3: You stop three seconds earlier. Yeah. It's <laughs> That's... one of the few things I've mentioned to not break your nose. Yeah. All right. Never broken the nose. We could fix that. Yeah, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's it's bled plenty, There's, but I've never broken it. <laughs> There's some Blazer
2: fans that I think that, <laughs> that are in your mentions that would want to break your nose. All Super right. wild. We will talk a little Blazers today um, because the Blazers back at it tonight as they got the 76ers, 76ers in town. Yeah. He was in town. 76ers. Yeah, yeah. I knew that that was right. Mm-hmm. They just got on a shoot around a little bit ago. I listened to Jeff Russ updates there. Boy.
4: Home, babe. D- d- the Portland Trail Blazers. Don't you pee on my shoes and tell me it's raining. You don't listen.
2: How did I know it was the 76 70- uh, Yeah, I knew otherwise it was <laughs> the 76ers. But I was just trying to prop you up, bro. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have a, a an awesome worst day on the web today. It may be my favorite ever. It comes with audio. It's fantastic. It's so good. <laughs> I want to dive into divisional round week of uh, of the NFL playoffs. We've got a weird iteration of Black Monday happening on a Thursday. Black Thursday is a, a weird one in the NFL because now it's the time for bloodletting with the assistant coaches for some reason, not the headmen. But uh, where I want to start with you, kind sir. Oh, and also... There's a new version of the NBA broadcast coming down the pipeline. Mm-hmm. And this is the way that this man should be taken in uh at all times. So we got that to get to. Um but I also want to get we're halfway over halfway point of the NBA season. Yes. I want to know who you're buying, who you're selling, surprises in the womp, womp, womps. I can do it. You got that? I can do it. All right. This is Danny Dusty on the fan.
3: It was a lot of muffled into the pillow. Buried my face and called it good.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
2: Dusty on the fan. All right, 503-250-1080. That's the fan text line. Uh, a lot of Boondock Saints and Big Lebowski takes coming in on the fan text line. Keep those coming in. 503-250-1080. 503 um, We've got divisional round of the NFL playoffs, but uh, I, I think what the, the big news coming out of the NFL right now is that like Black Monday kind of went down without much of a noise because we only had really one firing on Black Monday. Everybody else had gotten fired uh, previously. Right now, we're seeing a lot of changes in coordinator spots, in especially with playoff teams. Uh, today, you had... Three big changes happen in in the world of coaching. One, the Dolphins have fired their defensive coordinator, Josh Boyer, after three seasons. And that one kind of makes sense. Mike McDaniel comes in. He doesn't want to rock the boat. He's an offensive guy. Um, The defense was never the problem in Miami. Now you see, okay, I want to get my own guy in. I want, to, I want to have my own guy
3: that accentuates how I want to
2: play. Yeah, and so that one that one makes sense. That's okay. There are two big ones though, and it's pretty it's pretty wild uh, to see that he wasn't fired, but Raven's offensive coordinator, Greg Roman, who has interviewed for the Stanford head coaching job. Uh, he's bounced in between you know college and the NFL. Uh, but he has been the Ravens' offensive coordinator now for the last handful of years, and he is resigning due to what they call declining results. And you pair that with what is going on with their quarterback, Lamar Jackson, and that's raising a lot more eyebrows about the future of the Baltimore Ravens and what they see. Because Greg Roman has done a fantastic job mm-hmm. of manufacturing a playoff offense and an MVP caliber quarterback with really not a lot of weapons yes. to, to, to ask for.
3: Greg Roman, you are the new head coach of Stanford University. <laughs> I, I have a real suspicion that's why you stepped down.
2: No, they already have their head coach. Oh, they that's are a Sacramento right. State's guy.
3: That's right. Weird. So why are you stepping down? That's The, the, the whole point of this is going into the Harbaugh already said that he's going to now bring Lamar in to consult Mm. on the next offensive coordinator hire. So why is Roman stepping down?
2: Well, I think that is because you've got to appease one appease Lamar Jackson, because there is a lot of fractures there. Or
3: is that one of them, a guy who got him into an MVP season?
2: Yeah. I mean, there, there probably is a little bit of that because Lamar wants more. The weapons, the weapons, Issue is a big issue. I mean, that's and that's not Roman's fault. You have Mark Andrews. You have a very good run game, Mm -hmm. but you do have zero wide receivers. An accuracy issue with your quarterback pushing Mm -hmm. the ball downfield, um, in, in Lamar Jackson, and admittedly, so by Greg Roman and John Harbaugh, on deep balls from Lamar Jackson, and then just the weapons that are out there too. But I also think that with Greg Roman, there's also there's going to be no shortage of opportunity for a guy like Greg Roman to get a, get a job, whether it is down in Tampa Bay, whether it is in a place like going to LA and and going with the Chargers who have now have a, a vacancy for the offensive coordinator position. Well, there's no
3: shortage of OC openings. I think there's currently eight?
2: Eight, yeah. So, so I guess
4: maybe that's why you step down is because you do have so many? Sure.
2: Rust? You look like you wanted to say something over well, there. Well,
4: just even like the opening line in the ESPN story says, uh, step down amid fan outrage and player frustration. You see... He- Player frustration
2: is one man, and that's Lamar Jackson. (laughs)
4: Yeah. But one player's frustration can carry a bit more weight. And again, if perhaps you paid attention to my updates, uh, Baltimore's scoring had decreased in each of his four seasons from a league high 33.2 points per game in 2019 down to 20.6 in 2022. That was good for 19th in the league.
2: But this is, but the declining results also are one, the last quarterback availability. Well, last two years, Lamar Jackson's gotten hurt, mm-hmm. and you've had to start Anthony Brown this year for, for a game and play him in stretches. Also, you have got the league adapts and adjusts, mm-hmm. and if you're not improving your weapons across the board, you will be figured out. And that is exactly what's happened in Baltimore. They got rid of one of their best deep targets in Hollywood Brown. He wanted, he wanted out of there because there was not a quarterback that could get him the ball to push it downfield. Uh, We heard that from John Harbaugh that Lamar Jackson needs to be more accurate downfield. You can't get a guy and utilize a guy like Hollywood Brown, but what did they replace him with? Deshaun Jackson? I mean, we're going back to the well. (laughs) I mean that is two explosive receivers ago from Cal and like it is a long time that that Jeez. he was, he was good you're bringing him back you got Mark Andrews which is one of the best tight ends in the NFL the, the best the
3: best non Kittle or um Kelsey tight end
2: in, in the NFL but I I will go to one yes your your coordinator has got to be better but you also have to make a a effort to get better weapons, and I'm sorry, but Demarcus Robinson and Sammy Watkins aren't it. They, I mean, they're they're not it. But they're, I mean, Duvernay goes on the IR, and they, he was. Would he you was say the they are not room. him? They are not him, uh, or they are not. What does a uh, Swagoo? What does Spear say? Himothy? They yes. are not Himothy. Duvernay was their go-to receiver. He ended up getting hurt. You've got a great stable of running backs. And they also get banged up, but yeah. This And this is a, a larger issue of name me an offense that is explosive that doesn't have weapons. You don't have one. Oh, right. You, I mean, you don't have one. Look, if you were to put a guy like Lamar Jackson in a in an offense like San Francisco where he has George Kittle, Brandon Ive, Debo Samuel, and Christian McCaffrey, that offense is going to be pretty damn explosive with Greg, Greg Roman calling the plays and Lamar Jackson playing quarterback. Or Indeed. is where Vegas Absolutely. paints
3: him. Like I'm not necessarily behind it, but to Las Vegas, give him Devonte Adams and Josh, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs and Darren yep. Waller.
2: Yep. Like you're going to look pretty damn good. But and this is this is the bigger picture. Here is that look. Baltimore's fans' frustrations. I get it, but there is a lot more there than just yes. Greg Roman in play calling. Uh, you become very one dimensional as the season gets further and further along when the limited weapons you do have end up getting hurt and your quarterback has gotten hurt the last two seasons. The other bloodletting, though, and this is a big one, is Tampa Bay, man. They fired, like, everybody, Good everybody. Good
3: Lord, that press release had, like, 19 names on it.
2: Yeah, but here is, there's a bigger issue with what is going on in Tampa. We'll get to that after Rust with Center Update.
1: Baseball is back. See in face the dream. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080,
3: The Fan. We're talking bloodlettings
2: in the NFL. Woo. Assistant coach version. I mean, the never ending story coming out and coming out early with the never ending story as a bump in. I don't know if I can take myself seriously. Uh, we're talking uh, people getting fired as this very upbeat and uh, happy song is on. Uh, Byron Leftwich was the first to go for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And like people had already said he got fired two days ago. Yet here we are on Thursday where they make it official and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers weren't done there as they fired uh, or I won't say fired all of them because a few of them resigned nine coaches are, are changing hands <laughs> uh, for the for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But Byron left which after four years has been fired as the offensive coordinator and. Um, by, on Todd Bowles' staff. Now, on top of that, you're the special teams coach, Chris Benoil, receivers coach, Kevin Garvner, uh, offensive quality control, Jeff Castle, Lori Locust, a defensive line coach, Todd McNair, the running backs coach, quarterbacks coach, Clyde Christensen, senior assistant, Rick Christoffel. Geez, they, they have some great names on the staff. Yeah, Outside linebackers staff. coach, Rob Sanders as well. Uh, a mixture of not retaining or retiring for a lot of those coaches as well. And this one is probably the the least surprising out of any of the coaching moves just because of the fact that Bruce Arians kind of in the weird transition from Arians to Bowls, he had it was so late in the game he had to retain everybody. Yeah, and just kind of keep him around for at least one more year, but left which Talk about a fall from grace. He was supposed to be the next best thing. He was interviewing for head coaching yeah. jobs, and now he's canned as an offensive coordinator. Which that should mean nothing to anybody out there because remember, Cliff Kingsbury got fired in college and got an NFL job. True,
3: but how much of uh, Leftwich is being canned? As great as he was scripting stuff pre Tom Brady, because mm. I mean he they had a good offense with yep.
2: James Winston. Yeah, and, and this is what this is what it comes down to, though is. There, Todd Bowles wants his staff, and apparently they may go back to a guy who is a former offensive coordinator for Tampa uh, in Todd Monken, who is the OC at Georgia. That is a name that is surfacing for the Buccaneers, new OC job. <clears throat> You're not going to have Brady, though. I mean, Tom Brady said it. I mean, Tom Brady, it, he said he's going to take it day by day. And he said he's he's just going to kind of let it. And that seemed like a goodbye when he was talking to the media after their final game uh when when brady said i'm gonna go day by day with this thing
0: i'm gonna go home and get a good night's sleep as good as i can tonight and and uh or uh, when you want to figure stuff out i mean i'm not you know this has been a lot of focus on you know this game so yeah it's just be one day at a time truly
2: he went on to say like thank you for everything that uh the media you've done every day and i've you guys treated me with respect and I've hoped that I've treated you the same. He gone. Yeah. He's he, that was his goodbye. And then you add this Julian Edelman on his podcast where he was wearing, going monochrome, uh, maroon, deep burgundy outfit, mock turtleneck and matching slacks. It was and shoes. It was a hell of a move uh, from Julian Edelman on his podcast that they do video for. He said this about Tom moving forward.
3: If he has another season, it's not going to be in Tampa Bay, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just because Tom's a a businessman. Tom's a smart guy. He's going to do exactly what he did when he left New England. He's going to go to the best situation that helps him win if he wants to continue his playing career. I don't know. He'll probably sit these next two weeks and he'll, he'll, he'll hang out with his family and he'll assess the situation I'm sure he has a routine now because he's probably been thinking about this these last three or four years on, you know, am I going to play? Am I not going to play? Right. And, uh, you know, I'll give him a call and bug him a couple times and see if he,
2: uh, he'll he give me anything. He probably won't, but uh, <laughs> I'll let you guys know in a couple weeks. Look at that. Of course, Tom's gone from Tampa. So they are going hard reset, which brings us to, like, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are like the – remember the old Florida Marlins? Mm-hmm. Win a title, well, shut it down. And they would just suck. I mean, and they would sell off everything. Nothing was left. You want to talk about a team that is gearing up for Caleb Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: mean, you're not wrong. I mean, the the the, the Marlins comparison is, is really apt because you look at like you look at that Marlins team and how many dudes was that the ninety-seven team?
2: Uh yeah, the ninety nine ninety six they beat. Doesn't ninety six they beat the uh, Indians mm-hmm. in the World Series? But you Jacobs look, you, you look at that list and you're like,
3: Oh my God! Yeah, the all stars that are on that team. Oh, yeah. it, and then the next year, go. Yeah, and, and, but that's what I'm wondering. Do the Bucks wholesale this? Like, does Mike Evans go? Does Godwin go? Does like, do they strip this thing down? To the brass tacks.
2: Well, and that's always the tough one, though, is that, you know, can you frame it as, hey, we're going to take a, a short-term dip, but we're going to come back and we're going to get you a quarterback. Because bringing in a guy like, you know, a Caleb Williams, what good is it to bring in a quarterback like that if you've stripped it down to parts? The NFL, and like the NBA, where you can get one guy who can be that transcendent guy and just flip everything on his head and, and be one person – you can say, "Well, it wasn't that Tom Brady for Tampa." No, because look at all the guys that they had already there, like Mike Evans, and you can bring in uh, your accent pieces to say, "All right, we're going to build around that." Can you sell it for a year? Hey, Mike, we're gonna, you can, you know, have that hammy injury. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get you right for a year. You're still going to get your money.
3: He's got his ring, and so then we, he can we're sit gonna, on it.
2: We're going to get you a quarterback. That is damn good. Yeah, trust us on this. Does that work? I don't. I don't know. It's tough
3: in the NFL. Like I think it's it's easier. I think it's easier to do in like the NBA. In the NFL, careers are very finite. There's limiting factors. Windows are weird. Nothing is guaranteed. I mean, it's not as much in the NBA either, but there's significantly more variance with less games and and more insane injuries in the NFL.
2: Yeah, they go. I mean, the the Buccaneers are just such a such a weird franchise. In that they will be really good, and then they'll just be doo doo.
3: Yeah, there's no there's there's no in between. They no. they do not um they do not Pittsburgh Steeler it. No, no. Like they crater out. They are no. bad. The Steelers have never been bad. Like bad bad.
2: Yikes, man! Like I, I'm sitting here and you just look at their football reference. They'll go from like. Eleven and five, ten and six, nine and seven, twelve and four, and then they go and hire like Raheem Morris and go three and thirteen, and then they hire Greg Schiano <laughs> and go four and twelve, and uh-huh. then uh, I, I don't even what, there's a Mike Lovey. Well, oh, I forgot Lovey Smith coached Tampa mm. for two years. Yep, yeah, he went two and fourteen, and then six and ten. Six and ten's not bad in this run here. No, and, but
3: those, the 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 middling years are few and far between.
2: And then you had uh you know three years of Dirk Cutter going 5-11, and 11, and then you bring in Bruce Arians. God, I totally forgot about Cutter. <laughs> Was he really there three years? Oh. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, you see? So, and then you go and you get Bruce Arians, you get Tom Brady, and they went from 7-9 and nine, Arians first year, and then they win the Super Bowl, and then they go 13-4, and four, and then now they're back to cratering again, and it's going to go right back downhill. And that is, it's it's wild to see a a, a team just go... Yeah, we're going to go full sale. We're losing our quarterback, we're going to lose all the coordinators. We're just going to strip this thing down to the nuts and bolts and then we're going to come back again. My question is though, out of all of this, like this obviously signals to to everybody as if Tom Brady didn't do it already, that Brady is gone. And what I find interesting is that you see a lot of the same teams popping up uh popping up for Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Which one do you go to first? Which one do you kick the tires on first? Danny and Dusty on the fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, the fan. Bell, Biv, DeVoe, now we're talking. You want to get a good station going on that you can just get lost in? Just type in Bell, Biv, DeVoe. And uh when whether it's like Pandora or Amazon Music or Spotify, if you get a Bell Biv DeVoe station, you're in good shape.
4: Or you could go to the Odyssey app and check out the Mo nineties Mo Problems Company man. Man. station. Yeah. You listening big wigs? <laughs> oh. <clears throat> <Cha-ching. laughs> you don't <know, laughs>
2: Yes. <laughs> do that. <laughs> But then you just beholden to the '90s, and that's a great thing. Is Belle Biv DeVoe goes into the '80s, spans and 90s. all generation Did
4: you see uh, uh, all six members of New Edition on uh, Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve? Oh dear
2: God, no! I do I want to. Yeah, it, it was... was
4: them and Devo.
3: What? Whip it? Did... It, it was... was no, no. It wasn't Devo. um... No, went, uh, uh Duran Duran. Duran Duran. That's yes. what it was, Same timeline. <laughs> yeah. Same
1: wait,
4: wait. And they listen, Duran Duran looked rough. Yeah, well oh, so did so did New Edition oh, all yeah. of them cuz they were all busting out all the old school dance moves uh-huh. and it's like, "Well, you guys are
3: old." And in the giant blue coats? Yes. Like, oof. They
4: went full matching like 90s band. Yeah, like blue fur. It was something to behold. Yeah. Wow.
2: How long are they going to call it Dick Clark's rockin' New Year's Eve? He's been dead for a decade.
4: Well, I think it's the production company, too, that mm. he started.
2: Okay. Because doesn't Ryan Seacrest host that? Yes. Yeah, even he, he's starting to look old. That's what time does. I, I was like, amazing.
3: I, I thought about that, and I was like, wow. Yeah. Seacrest is, like, this is not American you know Idol Seacrest anymore.
2: But you know what? Good for Seacrest not going full-on plastic surgery guy. No, like, he, he hasn't. He's got, I mean, he's Botox, Brotoxin yeah. probably, you know?
3: But um, well, he was not cast the first stone. Huh? Brotoxed in, in Hollywood.
2: Oh, yeah. No. Uh, the brotoxing is a thing. It's a big-time thing. Um, we'll get into that. Man, that's a conversation for another day, Brotox. Um, but we were talking about Rodgers or Brady. That, speaking of Botox, Tom Brady, huh? Segway! Um Which one do you go and kick the tires on first, Because this, I've heard this conversation a lot in in like, oh, of course I'd go and you'd want to get Rodgers first. There's a lot of downside to going and getting Aaron Rodgers right now. Um, One is is pretty apparent, and that's the fact you're going to have to trade for him. And that is a, uh uh-oh, that's a big ask. Because what you're asking the Green Bay Packers to do, is to eat what will be the highest uh, dead cap hit ever because it will eclipse the $40.52 million that the Atlanta Falcons bit when they traded Matt Ryan to the Indianapolis Colts. That worked out for the Colts. Um, (laughs) But Atlanta had to bite $40 million. And Aaron Rodgers is going to cost you just a hair over what Matt Ryan cost you. It'll still be in that it's under 41, but I think it's like $40.8 million in dead cap this year if you trade for Aaron Rodgers. So Green Bay is sitting there and they're looking at it going, okay, so we're going to get rid of our franchise quarterback and we're going to have to pay $40 million against the cap? No, that doesn't sound like a good deal. So you'd have to wait until June 1st. And after June 1st, then you can... Go down the road of a, a softer cap. It it'll still be over forty million, mm-hmm. but it's fifteen million dollars that the 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 Packers would have to eat this year, and then twenty three million dollars in the following year. So I guess it's it's what is that uh, thirty eight million? Is that what it is? Because uh, fifteen million this year, twenty five the next. Yeah. So, uh, or I guess it, forty 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 one million. Yeah. So forty one million uh, that you'd have. I'm good at math. Uh, you'd have they're still going to have to eat cap, but it softens the blow, spreading it out over two years. So if you trade for Aaron Rodgers after June first, that kills your free agency too. Mm-hmm. Like you would want to sh- trade for Aaron Rodgers immediately, so you can then attract all of the weapons that's that the go whole, along that's with it. The whole it.
3: point of going for either of those guys, sure, unless you're one of those teams that has
2: weapons already. And you look at the, the teams that keep on popping up, really, for both of these guys. One of them, the Las Vegas Raiders, because they're, you know, they're trying to facilitate that trade, Derek Carr. I'm, I'm
3: almost certain that one of Rodgers' Brady-Jackson ends up being their quarterback next year. <clears throat> Brady Boy, being the most aren't, likely. Aren't
2: you hopeful wishing there?
3: I, I mean, Brady was there until Gruden snuffed it out.
2: I know, but you also have a cash-poor owner. Which, will, that that probably can, takes you out of the Lamar Jackson who wants $250 million guaranteed. I don't think he's going to get that from the, anybody. Then you would have Mark Davis having to put that all into In the escrow. escrow. Yeah. That ain't going to happen. Well,
3: that might also force another hand of him <laughs> selling a, a larger portion of the team, which needs to happen. Um, but that's that's neither here nor there. But I, just because of how that team is set up.
2: Uh-huh.
3: It just makes too much sense. They have the weapons on that side already. They clearly need a quarterback. One of them was already linked to them.
2: And with Rodgers, you would then have to take all of that money that he is guaranteed on Mm -hmm. his current deal and And, have that available for Las Vegas, too. Yes. So I think in Vegas, the Jets have been mentioned, both of them. Miami has been mentioned with Brady, Tennessee's not as much. another one. Tennessee's been mentioned with Rodgers a lot. Uh, that one makes the most sense to
3: me for Aaron.
2: I don't think that that really fits Tom Brady at nope. this point. I think if you're Brady, you're looking at, it's got to be ready built. I don't think the Jets are one that Brady's going to go to. Because he, Tom Brady did not like the New York Jets when he was in New England. <laughs> he did not mind the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Like Clearly, he, he, enough. I mean, like yeah. he never like the Dolphins. It was never like the AFC East thing. He was just like, yeah, he never liked the Jets yeah. though. And Jets ownership is has a big part of that and plays a big role in that. Miami makes sense for him. Mm-hmm. Las Vegas makes sense for him. Mm-hmm. Hell, San Francisco, if they're gonna let go of of Jimmy G and and let him do his thing, if trade they trade away Trey Lands,
3: get what they can for him to help the team immediately. Brock Purdy gets a you know, baptism by fire as a mentee to Tom Brady for a season.
2: And I think you're moving. And they've got him on their rookie a scale
3: deal. That's what I'm saying. They, they got him on his rookie scale deal as the literal last. He's the literal cheapest player in that draft.
2: And there is a, there is one thing with Tom Brady that he, after, especially after this year, this is why I would go after Brady before going after Rogers on top of all the trade stuff that makes it very hard to acquire him one and keep him. Uh, is that Tom Brady will come for very cheap because he does not want 8-10 and 10 to be his final season in the NFL. He's going to be playing on the cheap because he knows that this is going to be his last run. And he's going to go to, as Julian Edelman said, a loaded team and want to make that final push. And I, I'm i going to be very intrigued to see where that is because you, you mentioned the Raiders. It, Devontae Adams... Hunter Renfro, he's got his tiny little white receiver, too. Yep. And he's got Darren Waller, and he's got Josh Jacobs. And the one thing you
3: always said is Tom Brady doesn't go anywhere. There's not a running game.
2: No. Josh he... Jacobs led the NFL in rushing after not playing the first three games. He has <laughs> – you have got to. And then, then – And McDaniels is there. And all and they worked really well together, man. They work really well together. Might be the
3: only guy that works well at McDaniels.
2: And you do what you did in Tampa, which was now they all fell apart and got hurt this past year, but it start, you start – Stacking up that offensive line, yeah. Stack up that offensive line, and he goes there on the cheap.
3: And the the Raiders uh, maybe offensive you trade line. Derek
2: Carr for a uh, for some offensive line, yeah,
3: or some capital to go get some, yeah. Um, the Raiders' offensive line this year run block was fine. In fact, they're very good. They they graded out very good. It's the pass blocking that was Uh-oh. very much a problem. Hey-oh. I'm sure Tom Brady wants to hear that.
2: <laughs> well, uh, if you checked. Uh, And I I got I pulled these numbers today because I was looking at uh, some playoff stats. Tom Brady got the ball. His release time was two point three one seconds. Fastest in the NFL. Dumb fast. Yeah, Uh, that was because his offensive line, he didn't get pressured a whole lot because he knew he had to get the ball out quickly. He had the fastest release of anybody in the NFL. Uh, Of other qualified quarterbacks, Joe Burrow was second. And just to tell you how far uh, big the difference is. I'm going to say
3: 2.7.
2: He was 2.5. But um, but Tom Brady at 2.31. Joe Burrow at 2.5 is the next closest.
3: 2.3 is lightning fast. Yeah. I mean, that's to get through your stuff and have the ball out that fast is insane.
2: Thus Mike Evans not having that connection downfield this year. Yes. Cuz nothing could develop. He never had the ball in his hand mm. long enough to do it. Oh man. All right, 503-250-1080. That is the fan text line. Uh let's go to some hoop, shall we? Um the NBA is doing something that this is a buyer beware. Okay? Hmm as they're, they're starting something brand new and the Blazers are involved in it. Mm. Danny Dusty on the fan.
1: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.